Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 52. It's Monday night, February 8th, 2021. I'm Jeff Hausman, coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. On the show tonight is Bo Brady. Hey now, Ori, hey yo. Hey Bo. <laughs> <laughs> There's no laddie tonight, it's just you and me, buddy. All right. He's probably working, maybe. Let's see. Tonight we've got, I don't know, we'll watch the little Super Bowl. We got our pick game recap. There's a little NBA news. Not much else besides that. Right now I'm watching the Grizzlies below this game against Toronto. It's 120-111 in the fourth quarter. Three minutes to go. Nick Nurse just had to go and get himself ejected and fire up the Toronto Raptors. But this game uh, is still going on just for a couple more minutes here. Folks can reach us on Twitter. It's at House of Hoops, H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're on Instagram, at House of Hoops Podcast. You can email us. It's House of Hoops Podcast at Yahoo.com. There's many ways to get in touch. You can call us, 901-300-6575. Leave a message on the hotline voicemail Bo, how you doing man i'm doing well how about yourself hanging in there not too bad been uh nursing a hangover all day super bowl hangover nice did you uh did you do anything exciting for the super bowl no i was at work and then the game started and i clocked out watched it I don't know, the game got kind of stagnant to me. I kind of lost interest after a little while and just started Mm -hmm. drinking a lot of beers and watching the game. Just trying to enjoy it, you know. Had too many, I think, to drink. Woke up hurting. Yeah. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Uh, Not really. I kind of had it on. Kate worked overnight last night, so I had the kids by myself, and it was... Game's on, it's dinner time. Got to get dinner on the table. And I watched a little bit of the first quarter and part of the second quarter and then did not watch any of the halftime. And I finally, once I got all the kids to bed, I watched the last like minute of the game. Yeah, I think the first half was the most fun part anyway. I don't think you missed anything. I kind of I paid attention to the first half, but it was really, really kind of hard to... <laughs> parent three kids and pay attention to a football game so i had low expectations and they were met <laughs> yeah uh, especially i guess if you're not really super interested in it no i was thinking about it today I, I know mahomes plays for the chiefs and then brady and gronk play for the bucks and that's it i couldn't tell you the. i guess i can tell you andy reed's the coach of the chiefs mm-hmm. but that's literally all i know about all both those teams so, whatever. Yeah. Bo, can you believe it's been a year? This is our 52nd episode, and we're still here. I know, and we started it February, just before the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> About four weeks before everything shut down and games stopped. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy. Been doing this yeah. for a minute now. Doesn't feel like it. I feel like well, vaccines are rolling out though. So 
feel like we're just getting started and kind of still learning how to do this podcast business. Oh, we're definitely still learning. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a year. I guess because, you know, it's not like we're doing it every day. And it's also not like a job where we're, the focus is solely on what we're doing throughout the week. Right. It's where we're, well, we don't have media access, which which is not such a bad thing. Yeah. We're just, it's a fan perspective. Yeah, we're still the underground podcast. And that's fine. That's the way it ought to be, I think. What else have you been up to this week? Let's see. That's what uh, see. I made some notes. I forget so easily. It's been really cold here. <laughs> like the wind chill, it's been like negative twenty. The negative twenties. Let's see what it is right now. Just just for fun. Ooh. It's negative six out right now, and it feels like negative eighteen. So that's what it's been like here. That's been going on. I got a call from a friend's clinic who is administering the COVID vaccine, and they had a dose that was about to go go to waste. So I was able to go get go get that. Huh. So I got vaccinated. That was cool. Um, Any side effects? No, absolutely not. It's like a flu shot. You have a sore arm. Yeah. Um, and then you know, the second dose, you know, I think people run fevers because they have a an antibody response, an immune response to it. Uh, and so, I mean, I think that's pretty standard. You know, I think one in a hundred thousand people have some sort of <laughs> reaction to the vaccine within the first 15 minutes. And, you know, if you're concerned about that, then you should never have any sort of, you should never have your wisdom teeth out. You should never get your teeth cleaned. You know, there's, you know, one in a hundred thousand risk for all sorts of, basic and necessary stuff we go through every day you know there should be no fear for this vaccine it should be a no-brainer we've backed ourselves in this corner with this pandemic and the only way to get out of it right now is to vaccinate so if you don't want to wear a mask and you want to go eat in restaurants you want to do all that fun stuff that we've used to do get your damn vaccine i agree it does seem like the only way out oh it absolutely is at this point which is too bad it sounds like for you in Memphis, if you like Thursday of this past week was a was a weird day for the Shelby County mass vaccination site at the Pipkin building, they had a handful of no shows and on their website apparently there were some no show appointments that anybody could make. What website so is that? If you go to the health department, Shelby County Health Department's website, they have a sign up genius for the Pipkin building building and all the other vaccination sites that Shelby County has set up. And at the end of the day, you can kind of check and see if there's any no-show appointments. Like my friend, she's, she's 40 healthy and not eligible for the vaccine otherwise. But she looked on the website and they had a no-show appointment. She made an appointment and drove up to the Pipkin and got her vaccine. So, there's two ways to get the vaccine right now. It's it's by meeting eligibility requirements. You know, you're 65 and older, or you have a health condition, or if someone no shows and you're on like a no a no show list, or if you, you know, I think you can go to the Pipkin Building 
like at the end of the day. And if the line's not long, you should drive by there sometime hmm. at five o'clock. And the, if the line's not long, you should just pull up and say, Hey, do you guys have any leftover doses? And more times than not, I think they're going to say, yeah, sure. We got some that we're going to go bad. Interesting. Cause once they open a vial, there's six doses in a vial and I think it's five or six, something like that, depending. And I think they're mainly doing the Pfizer vaccine with Shelby County. And I think they also have Moderna as well. But you have six hours to administer that once a, a vial's open. If you have a dose or two doses sitting there and no one's arm to put it in, they're just going to put it in the trash. So you might as well vaccinate somebody. Okay. And, you know, that's somebody that you vaccinate. Each someone you vaccinate that would that would have not been vaccinated, that is one step closer to the herd immunity that we need to end this pandemic. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. on a day like today, you should have driven driven to the Pipkin building at, you know, 445 and see what the line was. Oh, no, I would have probably bled out. <laughs> Blood's too thin today. <laughs> nah, you've been all right. I am curious. One thing, though. So you have to get two. Yeah. Doses. So once you get the first one, you're somehow guaranteed another one. Yes, that's how those, those that's how the vaccines are ordered. Okay. So they're just ordered that that way. Okay. There's talk. There's. I mean, you can you can technically stretch it out and try and get. You know, you could wait six weeks instead of the four weeks for the Moderna or the three weeks for the Pfizer between doses. But you're basically you're guaranteed that second dose. All right. So I would, if I were you, if you're not busy, not working, it's rainy, shitty day out, especially if it's a rainy, fucking cold day, mm-hmm. you should drive by that Pipkin building. You should go. You should encourage your parents to do so too, if they if they don't meet the requirements at this point. Huh. I don't know uh, how that's going to be doable. But I, I do know. appreciate the information. Next week, man, just just go on down there. Yeah. 4.45 on Monday. Yeah. Sounds like a good idea. I might go check it it's out. Not, not a bad idea. It's 90% chance of rain in Memphis on Thursday with the high of 36. Mm. It sounds like a terrible day. People might not be showing up. <laughs> That's what I'd do right now. Check the weather. Use that to your advantage. But it does sound like in the next probably month, the vaccine supply will outweigh the demand. Mm. This physician, Scott Gottlieb, who he's been a good source of information throughout the pandemic, and I followed his stuff. He's saying that in a month that there's going to be way more vaccine than demand and that everyone should be able to get one by then. Mm. So, Well, thanks for the information. I'll look into it. Yeah. I may just Don't. roll over there tomorrow. Who knows? Don't be shy. Like that's you might get turned away, and that's okay. But mm-hmm. you you're guaranteeing yourself to not get a vaccine by not going. Mm-hmm. You you may or may not get one tomorrow, but you might. Seems like it's worth a shot, especially if the line's not long. Because you just say, "Hey, I don't have an appointment. Looking to see if there's any leftover doses." I work in you know the restaurant industry, right? Then I'd like I'd like to get this vaccine train rolling. You never know. They might look at you and say, oh, you're in health service. Yeah, we're going to actually open that, that up to people next week. Why don't we just go ahead and do you right now? We got plenty. Yeah. I mean, you, you, just ne- you just never know. All right, Bo. All right. I'll check it out. Yeah. I think it's uh, good to share this information also. 
Let's see. What have I been up to this week? I don't know. Nothing really. Just working. No golf? No, no, no. Too cold, too wet. Nothing fun. Nothing worth talking about. Have you driven by the Overton Park course? Are they working on that now? I have not driven by there. No. I heard about it. Somebody told me about it. They're redoing it. Yeah, I think Peyton Manning has something to do with it. It's one of the oldest golf courses in the country. Hmm. I think I that think, sounds about right. I think it's cool. I think they should put fucking lights up. Like <laughs> 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 a 24-hour golf course in Memphis. That'd be funny. People wandering around Overton Square in the middle of the night with all the lights on. I don't know. Or not Overton Square, Overton Park. Overton Park, yeah. Let's get some lights up over there. Let's start the campaign. <laughs> Let's see. I guess uh, I wouldn't mind talking about the Super Bowl a little bit. Yeah. There's, there's a couple things that I thought were interesting about it. Number one being the Tom Brady effect. I mean, Tom Brady changed the entire culture of that football team. I think there's very few people that actually believed that it would work, that they would win a Super Bowl this way. You know, just getting a guy and throwing him in, like a proven winner and throwing him in into a team like that. I don't think a lot of people really thought it would work. I mean, they had a really bad start to the season. Brady was getting hit a bunch, and they just didn't look great. That's a slow start. I guess that's like a gel time. Mm -hmm. But they sure turned it around. Seriously, though, like this could have been the season that broke Tom Brady. If it didn't work out, if the Buccaneers never recover from that slow start, who knows? Uh, Tom Brady might be out of the league sooner than later. But it did work out. And a lot of that had to do with the Buccaneers building a team around Tom Brady. So they added some wide receivers. They added Gronkowski. They added Antonio Brown. And Mike Evans has always been good there. They added Leonard Fournette, the running back, underrated LSU guy. They added some pieces, and they really pulled it together. And I think the Chiefs were kind of undermanned. I think they had had some players out that they needed. I don't know. Their offensive line didn't look great. Mahomes was getting a lot of pressure from the defense. But the Gronk thing, Tom Brady and Gronk, like I'll never – how do you bet against that ever again? Early in the game, Gronk was super clutch. Tom Brady was finding him. They were making those plays like they did in New, New England forever. The game got kind of out of hand fast, and that's kind of when I started just chugging these Budweiser's, just trying to entertain myself. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really remember anything past the halftime show. I remember the weekend was out there, like, goofing around, and I, and I, I just lost complete interest in everything around that point, around the halftime show. I don't even know who like what the weekend sounds like if I'm gonna be honest. Uh you know what Michael Jackson sounds like? Oh uh, yeah, familiar with Michael Jackson. Well, there it is. Okay. A modern Michael. But this Tom Brady thing is unlike anything I can remember in football where one guy comes into a team like that and just changes the entire culture. I can't think of that ever happening before. Maybe like Peyton Manning and Denver? 
they were already pretty good. Tampa Bay was not good before Tom Brady got there. I can't think of anything where one guy just changed it. Maybe like Mahomes in Kansas City. Tom Brady's like in it. He's like 43. Yeah. And he, and jumped, he said he was going to come back next year. If I'm Tom Brady, I'm just walking away now. <laughs> well, why did he even go to Tampa, though? New England wouldn't pay him, from what I understand. But so what? Just be like, okay, well. But his wife makes more money than he does, right? What are you worth? And then you go to he goes to Florida. There's no state income taxes. I, I don't really know, Bo, all the details. But I know it worked. <laughs> Why did he go there? From what I remember, it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of had to do with money. I guess I'm happy for the guy. Yeah, I guess. I don't think anybody anticipated that kind of game. It's a nine no, th- to thirty-one. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know how much do we really care about the Super Bowl. Very little. If I'm being being honest, I could actually. Yeah, I would say collectively it's probably still very little. If you're Kansas City and you lose, I don't think you can be too upset about losing to Tom Brady. If it was anybody else, maybe. But the dude is like, he's a living legend on the football field, dude. <laughs> he's the man, Bo. That is correct. He proved it. Hey, he's got my he's got my same last name too. We share a last name, which is kind of cool. Probably related. Well, we all are related somehow. <laughs> the last thing I have that's interesting is like, if I'm Tom Brady, I think maybe I just walk away on top. Like, what else can you do? You go Win def- again. Go defend it. <laughs> do it again. But the the odds of that are so slim. You proved it, everything to everyone. At this point, <laughs> I guess, hey, if you're going to, he could, he could end up Brett Favre in it. Brett Favre stayed in the league for numerous years past his prime, even though they weren't winning. Oh, you're going to pay me $10 million. Like Tom Brady could be a backup in the NFL for 10 more years, probably. <laughs> and just get like five to $10 million a year. For ten more years, he might he may do that and just hang in the league as long as he can. It'll be interesting. Maybe it takes a big injury or something to make him stop. We can move on though. You want to get into some hoops? Sure. All right. Do you see anything in the news? Uh, well, the Derrick Rose trade with the Knicks is kind of, kind of almost hilarious. He's with, been with Tibbs, Chicago, Minnesota, and now the Knicks. He was with the Knicks, obviously, then back with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. He was part of the uh, Phil Jackson Knicks. <laughs> yeah. What was he traded for, Derek? Or what was the guy? Uh, like a second round pick and Dennis Smith Jr. Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. And Charlotte, I don't, Charlotte's pick. It's Charlotte's second round pick. I don't know what how Dennis Smith fits into the uh, the picture with Detroit. Ugh, I don't know. I haven't paid much attention to Detroit. So one thing with the trade is that's weird to me is the Knicks are so guard heavy right now. 
I, I know, know. We we covered that game and quickly is mm-hmm. really he needs those reps as a rookie and he's good. So hopefully it doesn't take too much away. And then but there's some, you know, sometimes having a, a guy like that, it can take some of the pressure off. He's not such a bad thing. Yeah. Not with Tibbs when Rose is probably going to dominate the ball in usage. Maybe this is a move to get quickly into the starting lineup. So now they have a dependable backup point guard. Rose comes it's, off the bench. It's possible. I, or maybe it's just scoring, getting D Rose to get points. He has to score. He has to have the ball. He has to score. That's the only way he's effective. He's not a traditional point guard where he's getting other people involved. I don't know. It'll be fun to see. We'll have to do. Uh, we we already said we wanted to do another Knicks game before the season's up anyway. So yeah. Now we'll have something else to look at. The Derrick Rose. What else about the trade? Do you like anything else about the trade? What, how does um, Derrick Rose fit in your eyes? He's just Tibbs as a guy, so that's yeah. just how he fits. Yeah. He's getting the gang back together again. He did the same thing in Minnesota. So Hollinger, Hollinger says that he wouldn't have done the deal, but as long as Rose doesn't take over for Qu- Quickly's minutes, basically Hollinger says it's probably fine. <laughs> I'm sure but, it'll be fine. I'm thinking maybe it is a, a move to get Quickly into the starting lineup. I hope so. Peyton, I don't know what happens to Alfred Peyton. He turns into the third he'll, he'll probably still play some. He's serviceable. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. He looked ter- terrible in a game we watched. Yeah, but then he ended up the next game he had like twenty something points. Hmm. Though I didn't watch that game, I just looked at the box score. Hmm. A redemption game. Uh, well, I guess that covers the Derrick Rose trade. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw something in the news that interests me was all this talk about the All Star game. There's a few things that I look at with the All Star game. All right. One thing is small market players still struggling to get votes to get players mm-hmm. in the all-star game. Yeah, Clay Thompson's got a ton of votes. Right. That's a that's that's not good. Dude hasn't played a game. He can't go. Why is he on the ballot? And small market teams, your entire fan base can vote and it's still just going to be like a quarter of a large market in voting. Like your entire market can vote and it's still not going to be enough. I don't know uh, how they change this at all. I mean, it's the same as like for years, Mike Conley probably should have been an all-star in Memphis and he probably could be an all-star this year in Utah, but he won't be. The market's not big enough. Not enough people outside the market see the value or even care at all enough to vote for him. Is it what do you right. is there anything that can change? I don't remember I isn't like the fan voting like a small percentage of how they get voted in as a starter? It's like it's weighted. The fans have a say. I think the media has a say and maybe the players even have a say. I forgot why they changed it, but it was I think one year they were going to vote 
Some Eastern European guy was got a ton of votes <laughs> and had no business getting. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And then they changed this next year. It wasn't Peja, but it was. No, it was somebody goofy. I remember. Fan votes. Who was? Who was that? <laughs> I don't know. Look it up. Fan votes account for fifty percent. Current players and media members split the other fifty percent. So it's not a small percentage. It's half. It was Zaza. That's who it was. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> Everybody was voting Zaza in. Was that when he was with the Warriors? No, he. I don't remember. <laughs> I forgot. I mean, it's kind of like the GameStop stock. Yeah, stock stocks. They're just trolling. It's pretty funny, though. I mean, if you have a voice, use it. <laughs> yeah. What was it 2016? Saza was knocking on the All Star door. <laughs> pretty funny yeah i'm reading something about in 2019 derrick rose if the fans had full control derrick rose would have been all-star in 2019 yeah over like james harden and damian lillard (laughs) all right well the other thing that kind of bothers me is the fact that they're gonna have an all-star game are they actually having it i think so Apparently, sometime this week, we'll know. They're going to have a agreement with the National Basketball Players Association. There will be a meeting. They're going to talk. They're going to figure it out. It's a super spreader party, dude. I don't know it's how much money... in Atlanta. How much fucking money does the league stand to gain off of this? Enough, I guess. Having the All-Star game completely contradicts all of the tightening up of health and safety protocols that the NBA has put in place. Well, not only that, but you're bringing all the best players from every team to one spot. Right. The potential for one person to be positive when they show up at the All-Star game and then give it to everyone is very high. I mean, they're going to get tested, but they could just be incubating the virus and spreading it all over and then each team goes back to their market and gives it to everyone else on their team. The fact that they're even discussing having the All-Star game tells me that they will have the All-Star game. If you think about it, how easy would it be for the league to just have already said there will be no All-Star game? It seems like the easy way to do it is to say no All-Star game. It should be an obvious no. If they weren't going to do it, there would be no discussion. It would be easy. This is not safe. It's not safe for the players. And it's not safe for the league if they have to start postponing a ton of games after this thing. Hopefully everything goes fine. I don't know. They're going to fly them in, play the game, and fly them out. Did you see what LeBron said about it? I saw something he's not interested in doing it. Yeah, he said he had zero energy and zero excitement in an all-star game this year. Called it a slap in the face. He said, I don't even know why we're having an all-star game. (laughs) He said he was looking forward to a five-day break. He said he'll be there physically but not mentally. Darren Fox said it was stupid. A lot of players are keeping quiet on the issue, though, which is probably smart. 
Bo, I don't know. Maybe this gives you a reason to watch this year to see <laughs> what the level of intensity on the court is, to see how maybe. bad it is, <laughs> to see if anybody actually tries. Would you watch it? Man, probably not. No. <laughs> All right. I I just never. I mean, I think in the past with All Star games, I'll keep I'll check the score, and then when it's to, to the end, I'll I'll flip it on. Somebody really wants this All Star game to happen, and it doesn't look like it's the players. Somebody that has control and knows the finances. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's certainly a money thing. Yeah. How how the fuck do you tell people they can't leave their hotel room when they're on the road because you don't want them to have contact with people and then bring them all together, like bring all the players together in close contact? Well, they obviously I guess they have a plan. Mm. Was there anything else to be said on it on the super spreader all star party? I just I mean I think it's it's no different than playing a game if they're. Flying, they're flying in, flying out. It's a lot of crossing of different teams, though. That's the only problem. There's a lot of touch mm-hmm. points, mm-hmm. like like you said, the concern you have. So, I don't know. Maybe they can use it as a uh, vaccination event huh. for vaccination awareness. Maybe, maybe they can turn it into a positive. I'm sure the league is working on finding a way to twist it in the media. Find a way to spin it. Tend to pay all the writers. Pay everybody off. Write something positive about the All-Star game. What else did I see? What else? Did you see anything else in the news? Fred Van Fleet had 54 points or whatever it was. Ayo. I saw that. That was kind of, that was pretty awesome. And Steph Curry had 57 points. Booker hit that triple I was against Dallas that's right he hit that three to win the game basically oh, but yeah. other than that that's just kind of a game highlight other than that then looks like uh, Mark Cuban defends Luca criticism fuck you Zach Lowe you don't know shit <laughs> I like that <laughs> Mark Cuban I think he's a good uh Good guy to have in your corner as a player. He's a good owner. Mm-hmm. He's oh, he's going to spend and he takes care of his guys. Look what he did with with Dark. You know, yeah, it's pretty solid. I think he's a good dude. I think he's smart. He's no dummy. Good well, for no, him. He's good for him no standing up for his player too. Did you see this uh, Hunter kid? I guess he's missed a handful of games, DeAndre Hunter. Oh, yeah, for Atlanta. Yeah. He's a big part of that team. So he's got some uh, minor knee issue, I guess. He's got some. I did see that. Yeah, he's got some small tears, cartilage, and meniscus. He's going to miss three to six weeks. He's going to have a scope, basically, where they're going to clean his knee up. Shave away some of his uh, issues in there. He's probably been in pain for quite some time now. They're just going to knock it out. 
Atlanta, I don't think there's any. I think they all the uh, hopes and dreams have left the window there in Atlanta. Yeah. I don't know what their record is, but. Well, the Hawks are they're the seventh seed. Okay. 11 and 12. All right. So they get it done now. There's plenty of time for him to get back and make that playoff push. They're hovering around 500. Okay. Maybe it's not all done there. It just seems like every time I look at a Hawks game, they're losing. <laughs> <laughs> so DeAndre Hunter, I guess he's probably been lifting leg weights. What? He's he's probably been Weg, lifting leg, wa- leg weights his entire life. And there's just weg weights. Wa- there's some uh, wear and tear there. <laughs> <laughs> I know a little something about knee surgery. First, you got to let the swelling go down. Then you do some rehab for your get your flexibility back onto strengthening with weights. But with this, there's no tear or anything. They're just going in, scoping, cleaning up. So there's not really a lot of healing that has to happen. Like it doesn't have to wait for you know an ACL to heal or anything like that. You just cut, go in there and cut out all the bullshit, smooth it all over so the nerve endings aren't flaring up and causing a lot of pain you don't really have to protect it afterwards you're good to go chris paul didn't play today something about a hamstring but i don't think it's serious i think it's just a back-to-back that's about all i saw in the news that it was interesting at all to me so i thought it was interesting this young guy is getting a knee surgery but it's just a cleanup it's probably just a He's probably in pain. That shit gets old real fast. Maybe he had clicking in his knee. Who knows? But that shit gets old. So it's probably a good thing to go ahead and knock it out now and not wait till the offseason. Be just playing in pain all season. Missing games. You want to move on to the pick game? Sure. All right. What was it? Friday? Yeah. Friday night. Friday night. Utah Jazz at the Charlotte Hornets. I was excited, Bo, right away. Right off the bat, I was excited. Charlotte was starting all of the guards. Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, and LaMelo Ball. For the first time of the whole season, they were going to start all three of those dudes. We talked about the possibility of this happening at some point. Like back on like our draft recap. We're like, oh, another guard? How's this going to work? Are they going to play them all? Well, it happened. Unfortunately, Devontae Graham got hurt early in the game. So we only got a taste of it. But what I saw, I don't know if maybe Charlotte caught Utah by surprise a little bit. But uh, Charlotte came out looking good. Did you watch the game? I did. The very beginning of the game, they went up on Utah like 11 to 2. And it took about three minutes. Utah had to call timeout early. This is relevant because Utah is the best team in basketball right now. They're 19-5 and as of today. Charlotte came out looking good. It was unfortunate it didn't last long. I was really looking forward to seeing how this played out throughout the game. Devontae Graham is hes like the heart and soul of that team, I swear. I really like him. He is so good. Yeah. And we didn't see it. He went out of the game and did not return. 
what were you looking for? What did you like going into this game? Well, I, I want going into the game. I wanted to see Lamelo Ball and some of those, and, and Gordon Hayward, just kind of see how they look together on the court. And I, and I wanted to watch a Jazz game. I haven't watched much of the Jazz, if any, this year. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of one of those random East-West matchups that would be we could learn something about both teams from. Yeah. So, in general, what do you think about this Charlotte team? Actually, Gordon Hayward looks healthy. Mm-hmm. And and if LaMelo Ball continues to be good, not just serviceable, but good. Like, what did he had a good line tonight. Mm-hmm. Did not watch that game, but the, the Charlotte beat Houston tonight, 119 to 94, which is impressive. Yeah. LaMelo hit, hit seven threes. Those were his only made field goals. Oh. He went seven for 18 and seven for 12 from three. In this Ten game. Assists, seven rebounds tonight. Yeah. In the game, in the pick game against Utah, he had 34 points, shooting over 500%. 44% from three, eight assists. Those are no, those are not numbers to ignore when you're talking about rookie of the year. That's, that's a serious player. Anybody that can get 34 points. I don't think Kobe got 34 points his rookie year. He also didn't play professionally overseas for a year either. I think LaMelo Ball is probably the most NBA-ready rookie. That kid out in Sacramento's Halliburton, he's doing really well too. But Lamelo, I wasn't ready for this Lamelo. <laughs> I didn't think he was this good. This is the first time I've watched him play. Mm-hmm. Let's see. It looks like Devontae Graham only played about 11 minutes of the game. I didn't think it was even that much. Yeah, Lamelo and Gordon. Gordon Hayward's solid, man. Ten rebounds, five assists, twenty-five points. That's, he he looks really, really good. Yeah, that's Utah Hayward. Right now, the Hornets are in sixth place, just below five hundred in the what in the East. So it's like them and the Hawks, and like the Knicks and the Cavs, and then like for some reason the Raptors are way down there. Bulls, Heat. It's gonna get competitive for those last few playoff spots in the east man anything below indiana is up for grabs indiana's at fifth and it's like hornets hawks raptors knicks Cavs, bulls heat except for the Cavs, i don't put them in the conversation but those are all what i would consider playoff teams possible playoff teams for sure so good start for charlotte but then I don't know if you were watching this guy at all, Cody Zeller for Charlotte. Yeah. Rudy Gobert was just kind of having his way with him. I don't think Cody Zeller's that good. No, he's definitely – I mean, he's a good third center, I would say. Utah kept fighting. They kept fighting back in the game. And Gobert was a big part of that, I thought. And the whole time I'm thinking, what does Charlotte need? Oh, they need to call Cleveland. Charlotte's got to have some assets they can move. Oh, for Drummond? Yeah. Or, hell, I don't know, Kevin Love? Yeah, that would be. Or could they get Blake Griffin? <laughs> Maybe. 
I think there's guys available. It's kind of like Washington where it's just a blatant hole in your team is a big man. Did you see the part early in the game where Utah used the coach's challenge really early yes. in the game? Mm-hmm. It was like on some silly foul call. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Did you have an opinion? I remember it, but now I'm having a hard time exactly remembering it was just what pretty, the context was. It was just a silly like foul call on Gobert, and they wanted it reversed to an offensive foul. The, the challenge didn't work, but I remember thinking, why are you – bothering you're ahead in the game it's very early i think the players get a little overzealous sometimes with these challenges they want their coach to like use them early in the game but i feel like those challenges are more valuable towards the end of the game i think it's possible that quinn center felt like the game could if the game ended up being close that he would rather have more fouls with Gobert than than not because mm-hmm. like you said Gobert was killing mm-hmm. killing the Hornets and he felt maybe he felt hedging his bets on preserving mm-hmm. Gobert was the way to go. Well, you just used your challenge. You only get one. You used it in the first quarter. Yeah, that's that's a bit aggressive. I don't know. Regardless of whether the challenge is successful or not, you just get one. Right, it could be the difference in a game. Yeah, I feel like you want that later. But maybe he's thinking, uh, let's go ahead and get the momentum or let me go ahead and make my player happy. I don't know. I'm not a fan of the early use of coaches' challenges. Once it's gone, it's gone, dude. There might be a more pivotal point later in the game where you might wish you've had that. On the Utah side... It was Jordan Clarkson. What a great uh, spark off the bench he is for the Jazz. Yeah, he he was he was just going one on one, especially in the first quarter, just getting buckets. Mm-hmm. He had ten points in just seven minutes by the middle of the second quarter. That was about the time where Devontae Graham got hurt. I guess it was like a groin strain. That was unfortunate. Mike Conley ended up getting hurt in the game, too. But before that, Conley was playing well, hitting his threes. He looked good, yeah. And he that hamstring that he hurt was it was the opposite hamstring. Like, I think it was his right one versus the left one last year. We missed 19 games last season. Mm. Yeah, he only got 20 minutes in the game. But he had 16 points. It's pretty efficient. Yeah. Four of one seven thing, downtown. What's up? Uh, one thing that stood out to me about the Jazz in general was when they were down in the first quarter, they did not look like they were worried about anything. Right. They were calm, collected. They, they if if anything, they they just did, ran some really basic offensive stuff and then focused their efforts on defense. Mm. They just flipped a switch, and like you said, the Clark the Clarkson thing is crazy that he he can just come off the bench and yeah. Jazz are good. Is Clarkson a possible six man of the year? Yeah, I was wondering about that. If if 
Who else are the six man of the year candidates this early? I think next week we should do a segment on player award predictions. Yeah. I think the next that would be fun. And maybe we can uh, compare Clarkson to some of the other sixth men in the league. See how he does measure up. Because I don't have that right now off the top of my head, you know. Shoot, he might he might uh, turn into a starter with Conley out if he misses time. Yeah. Or maybe they slide Jingles into the rotation. I think Jingles did start in the last game. Okay. Do you want to talk about LaMelo for a second? Sure, yeah. I think he looks like a kid out there. He looks like a child out there with adults all around him. And that's not a knock. That's just what it looks like to me. He looks like a basketball player, but it also kind of looks like he's still growing. Mm -hmm. Like he hasn't really grown into his body yet. He kind of flails around. I see that. His arms and his legs flailing around a lot. He's not really like in control of his body. It reminds me of like when Rudy Gay was a rookie from Memphis and his footwork was just so bad. He would start dribbling and running towards the rim and his feet would be like four feet apart. And his toes like pointed completely out sideways and just didn't know how to use his feet yet. He's just barreling towards the lane. And I don't think LaMelo's that bad, but I think he'll grow into his body. He still has a lot of growing to do, I think. He just doesn't really look good playing basketball yet. Do you know what I mean by that? I think he, I think he looks pretty good, but he I, I see what you mean. He He's just out there flailing around a lot. Like, he's just kind of out of control. Yeah, he's good, but I think he can get way better. He can play. There's no doubt. There's no doubt about it that he can play. But he just looks like just a kid that just doesn't have, like, self-awareness, a whole lot of self-awareness. It's like his style almost. People really liked watching Jordan play and Magic play. Penny, T-Mac, the list goes on and on because they looked good doing it when they played it was you you wanted to watch it it looked good it looked fun when i look at lamello it's like he's just thrown out there with all these skills and abilities but he hasn't figured out how to control it yet he just has all these powers but he's fucking good man i wasn't ready i wasn't ready for what he did in the fourth quarter getting back to the game a little bit it was kind of near the end of the half, and Utah started really pulling away. They got up like 18. There's draining threes all over the place. They went on just a run, and Charlotte had no answer. Who was it? It was Bogdanovich, Donovan, Conley. They were all hitting shots. Jingles, distributing the ball, doing all the jingle things. It looked like they were just playing really free and loose, kind of like what you were saying earlier about not getting too down or worried about anything or stressed out. Yeah, it's like that, you know, when Utah called that early timeout, it, mm-hmm. Joe Ingles was in the, the huddle and he's like, 
all right, all right, guys, we got this. We just need to buckle down a little bit and uh, pass the ball, share it a little bit, and uh, we'll cut here. And then uh, Rudy, Rudy feed Rudy. Get he looks a little hungry. How you doing, Rudy? How's your how's your how you doing, mate? We'll get you a little food here. Yeah, all right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, go play some uh, footy. I mean basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's exactly how I heard it in my head. Yeah. Jingles. And we'll show that Lamelo. Who we really think he is. He's just a rookie. Huh. I need to work on my Australian accent. That's pretty good. Good enough. Jazz pace looked really good. They're getting uh their offense going early in the clock. The lead got up to like twenty three. Running away with it. The announcers I think got a little bored for a little while in there. Which broadcast did you watch? I watched the jazz. Okay, me too. I wanted the Mike Conley discussion. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear. Tell Curry is kind of boring to me. I didn't want to hear it. <laughs> but the uh, the announcers started getting a little bored with the game. I think they started talking about the Jazz schedule coming up, and they were saying it's tough, but it's like a good thing that the schedule is tough. Like, go ahead and take that competition and see where you stack up. Like the worst thing that could happen is them to have just easy games. Right. Like they need to be tested. Yeah. The bucks coming up. Yeah. They got tough games. They played Indy. They won that already after our pick game, but they got Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, Clippers, Clippers, Charlotte again, Lakers, Miami. And that's pretty much it for February. Those are some serious teams, some serious uh, competition. What else you got? Anything before I get Royce to Royce like O'Neal, he kind of stood out. Looks like a he's a good player for the Jazz. He's mm-hmm. the Grizzlies could use a Royce O'Neal. Isn't that Dylan Brooks? Suppose, well, yeah. <laughs> Grizz could still use a Roy, another Royce O'Neal. <laughs> but yeah, that's yeah. about all I got. It was fun. Yeah. Did you see? It's this? too bad that it was so out of hand at the end. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, the Hornets kind of pushed back a little bit towards the end of the game and the start of the fourth, end of the third. I did see this one guy. Uh, who's this Oni for Utah? I think it's Mia Yoni or Mia Yoni. I think it's Mia. Mia Yoni. Oni. Mia Oni. You know about this guy? Mm-mm. He's a second-year player, but he was like the 58th overall draft pick in 2019. But he played really well. I guess he played last year in the G League and played really well. 6'5", shooting guard. He's 23. He went to Yale. You don't see too many Yale players in the NBA. No, you don't. I think the last guy drafted out of Yale was like in 95 or something. I think this guy's going to be a player, though. He ain't getting shit for minutes yet, but he's defensive-minded. He's like a 3 and D. He's working on that three-pointer, but he's super good defensive. Donovan Mitchell has talked about how well he plays defense in practice. He's played some games in the NBA and done pretty well on players like Devin Booker defensively. He only had about four minutes in this game, but I saw him come in, and I said, I don't know who this is, so I wanted to kind of look him up. I think we'll be hearing more from him. It may take injuries or it may take – a couple years of 
development, but I think we'll be seeing more of this guy. He looks good. He looks like a player. The Hornets didn't really play Zeller much in the second half. I don't know if you noticed that, but I'm fine with. No, him. he doesn't stand out to me. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty pretty well fine with never watching Cody Zeller play basketball again. <laughs> I really they am. dusted him off for Gobert, and Gobert dust, busted him up. Ooh, they made he made him look bad. Let's see. There was nine minutes to go left in the game. And it was a nine-point game. It was a 21-6 to run for the Hornets. Donovan Mitchell was out with five fouls. Jingles was running the point for Utah because Conley had, at this point, had hamstring tightness, did not return to the game. Conley is still reported as out tonight on Monday. That's going to be tough for Utah against good teams all week without Mike Conley. I think they need him. They beat the Pacers yesterday, and then tomorrow they're going to play Boston. Boston. Yeah. Donovan did come back in the game with about six minutes left as Jingles went and took a little rest. But there was LaMelo Ball. He kept getting through traffic in the paint and scoring. I really like the way he attacks the rim. He can score. Did you see the part when Donovan tried to yam that one down with like three minutes left, the ball bounced off the back of the rim. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Like a statement? Was he getting mad at Lonzo? <laughs> or not Lonzo, LaMelo? Was that a statement dunk? Like I'm a dunk on your head? I'm the alpha. <laughs> I think so. That was an aggressive move. I really like Terry Rozier. He was fun to watch. Do you like Terry Rozier? I thought he was worth the gamble that the uh, you know they traded Kemba for him. Mm-hmm. Basically, I thought it was worth it for him. Yeah, so well, I went back and watched that Donovan dunk. It's yeah, pretty funny. <laughs> it was aggressive, <laughs> man. He was trying to fucking slam that shit. He's like, I think somebody just gonna- got their hand on it on his way to the rim. This is slow-mo. Hold on. Let's see. Is that Monk coming after him? Yeah, Mitchell was... I don't know. Monk missed him entirely, it looks like. Okay. He just kind of went to the... The ball hit the right of the rim. He just was too fast. Jesus. That's funny. I remember hearing it on the through the speakers. And I was like, damn. What was that? The thing bounced like 40 feet up in the air. <laughs> I like Terry Rozier. I feel like he always kind of finds a way to consistently get involved, making plays. I think he's kind of like a uh, difference maker type player where you feel his presence out there. He's very good defensively. He could probably stand to get a little better on offense, you know, with the three ball. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to see him attack the rim more. But when he's out there, you you can feel his presence. He's making game-deciding plays. He changes the course of the game, I think. I don't know if there's a way for them to highlight that. He doesn't have to do too much with Gordon Hayward out there and now with LaMelo doing the scoring the way he can. Rozier can just kind of fill in the gaps. He had... 
15 points, five assists, four rebounds, three steals. He's only two of eight from three. I think that's kind of a an Achilles heel for him. And he only got to the free throw line for two shots. I'd like to see him do better at those two things, getting to the line and hitting threes. I think he'd be a much better player if he could do those things. But I like him. I like him out there. He's he's a hustler, man. He doesn't take plays off. I'm a fan. Not a, not everybody likes him. I'm a big fan. I did see one thing that was uh, kind of goofy. Bogdanovich and his hair. Tell me if you noticed this. He's always playing with his hair. I, I did not notice Bogdanovich is <laughs> in his hair. Like even um, in Tom timeouts. He's over there and he's drying it and he's brushing it down with his hand, like pulling it forward. (laughs) I I missed all that. (laughs) I think there's a uh, thinning hair complex there. Once you notice it, it'll be impossible for you not to see it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I think he might be, uh, he might be a little uh, worried about losing his hair. He's a hell of a player, too. What do you have? He had like 30-something. 31 or something crazy. 31 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, 7 of 10 from 3. Talk about high efficiency. Only had one foul, no turnovers. What the fuck? It's hard to lose with a guy like that on your team. All right, well, towards the end of the game, Utah kept scoring. They fought off the Charlotte run. Great defense from Rudy Gobert and Co. And Utah ended up with the win. No surprises here. It was 138 to 121. High scoring game. Third straight win for the Jazz. And then they went on to beat Indiana on Sunday. And I guess they'll play tomorrow against Boston. See if they can keep this thing going. Utah is on another streak. They've got four in a row wins. Who would have thought they'd be in first place in the West? I don't know. Well, I kind of, I think I remember reading a prediction last year that they were, someone predicted them to be like a, a really good regular season team. Hmm. So I can, I can kind of see it. They're good. And the Conley is starting to figure it out too. Look at this. You got the Jazz, Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Spurs, Nuggets, Blazers, Warriors, and then nine through, 15, it's Kings, Rockets, Grizz, Pelicans, Thunder, Mavericks, Timberwolves. But the difference between 14 and 8 is only like three games. It's two and a half games, I think. That's a huge jumble. This shit's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun to watch the standings from here on out. It will be. Let's see. I guess that'll pretty much do it for the pick game this week Bo alright you want to talk some Grizz what do you want to talk about anything yeah How am I? take a quick break hold on one second yeah let's go get beers alright <laughs> alright Grizz I guess what else do you want to talk about anything Um. what's been going on we can on? hit on the Grizz I, I didn't end up watching that much Grizz this week by the time I got was going to get around to sit down and watch him, it was a blowout. Mm. Which game? I think a one and three this week. 
Yeah, we said they could maybe go three and one or at least two and two last week. Yeah. I guess we both kind of thought they could beat Houston. That was Thursday night. They had a shot at that at least. And I, I didn't think they would beat the Pacers. Mm-mm. That was Tuesday night. And then I guess Thursday you said they played the Rockets. And I was hoping to watch some of that. And then it just was so out of hand by the time I was going to watch it. I just said, okay, whatever. Didn't watch it. <laughs> and then they played Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Saturday? Yeah, they played Saturday against New Orleans. Uh, the, yeah, New Orleans. They lost. Yeah, and I started to watch that, and then Kate and I did something. We watched something else, and then I went back. I was going to rewatch that. Ended up watching on Sunday. Ended up watching the the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. They just had no answer for anything that the Pelicans had, and the Pelicans were just shutting them down. It was. Hmm. It was goofy. It was a bad fucking loss there. Yeah. That's one you got to get. The New Orleans was a nine-point loss. Every other game the Grizzlies played and lost this week were double-digit losses. So they're not just losing. They're losing badly. And then they went on to lose again tonight against Toronto after having the lead early in the game. The Grizzlies might be looking at the lottery, dude. They have they haven't won since they lost that seven game winning streak. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't get it. They're not even close though. No, they could just be hitting a wall, uh, yeah. or it's just catching up to them. The lack of, I mean, they don't have Jaron. Well, against Indiana, Clark's out. Yeah, against Indiana, they didn't have Valanciunas, and they got exposed in the paint. From what I could tell. It's been frustrating watching the Grizzlies yeah. after going on that winning streak and then the COVID stuff and they came back and they looked really good and you're, you just got your hopes up and now they're just, I don't know, just not getting enough. Yeah, it would be tough to if they would play under 500 for the rest of the year, which is a possibility. Mm-hmm. I still think they will figure it out. I think Ja... Maybe Jaws' ankle's not right. Could be. Let's see. The rest of the week, they're playing Charlotte, Lakers, and Kings. Some winnable games in there. I don't have a lot to say on the Grizzlies. Do you? I really don't. No, I really don't. I think... It's just a bunch of bad losses this week. And that happens. And they're a young team. They'll be lucky to go 500 this week. Winnable games. I'd say Charlotte, Kings... But Charlotte might get them. And the Kings might get them. The Kings are always tough for the Grizzlies for some reason. It's that De'Aaron Fox. He matches up with Ja Morant really well. That he does. Might be looking at four more losses this week. (laughs) Oh, well. As long as the guys are playing and they're growing, I feel like the results right now aren't super important. Obviously, you want them to win and get a taste for what winning is and feel like winners not get down or anything like that right maybe they'll hit a run where they start winning games again you know things just kind of start clicking again kyle anderson i feel like he's a gotta be good for them to win i know that's that's not necessarily what what you want out of kyle anderson (laughs) he's 
deciding yeah. your fate. Mm-hmm. Though I, I mean, I trust me, Slomo is one of my favorite players on the Grizz. Played like garbage against Houston. I know that. All right, Grizz, Grizz, Grizz. We'll keep watching. We're not. We don't care. We're not phased by a few losses, but they'll probably go no, on no. a run where they start winning games. I think. I just want the games to be fun. Yeah. Tonight wasn't unwatchable either. It was fun. It was just sucked that they had the lead and then they it was like a twenty point swing. Oh well. How about we move on? All right. Gambling this week. Let's see. We lost on the Super Bowl. The only Super Bowl bet that I won was taking the under on the total points. It was fifty six and a half, I think. I went under, won that bet. So we do have money in the account. It's been a rough go at gambling. We had we did the <laughs> did the Monday night underdog parlay last week, and that failed. I was out of money by Wednesday night. Thanks, Houston. Houston losing to Oklahoma by like almost twenty points. I might add was the difference between zero dollars in my account and almost a thousand dollars in my account. I had Houston in everything. Won everything except for Houston losing to OKC. OKC. Really, Houston? Oklahoma? That's the one you're going to lose? They beat everybody this week except for Oklahoma. So we're kind of starting back over. All only money I have in my account is uh, that one bet I won in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I might have turned that into a little bit tonight. I haven't checked. But uh, for now, the gambling is cold. And I don't know if this can last. I mean, I'll continue to watch, but right now I'm just not confident picking games. Um, Maybe I need to shorten my parlays to like three-game parlays, not be doing these five, six-game parlays. Because, I mean, one game, Houston, was the difference in everything this week. And after losing on on Wednesday, I didn't have the energy or aspiration to fucking try to bet on any other games. Just waited till the Super Bowl to see what happened with that. And depending on whether or not I won in the Super Bowl was going to decide whether or not there was gambling this week at all. Because if I didn't have any money, I wasn't going to put more in. <laughs> I was going to take a couple weeks off. But now we have a little bit of money, so we'll keep it going. Probably come up with a parlay sometime this week. It'll be fun to watch and see what happens with it. Try to find some underdogs to bet on. Bo, did you do any gambling this week? Negative. Not even, like, in life? In uh, Jaywalk or... Did you go well, for I won the COVID vaccine lottery. There was there you you know, a list of listed names. Did you go to? Uh, did you do any running this week out in the freezing and not get frostbite? Yeah, I did. There you go. That's gambling. I guess so. Yeah, that's gambling. Yeah, I drove my car. Mm-hmm. That's gambling. Went and got vaccinated. Is that my kids are going to school. That's gambling. Yeah, but not really. They're wearing masks, right? Are you a risk evaluator? No, not really, no. Yes, 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 no, yes, maybe. (laughs) Hey, do you want to pick a game for next week? 
Yeah, let's see. Um, I was looking at the stuff. Let's see. Thursday, slate's pretty... She's not that lean. All right, so it's week eight in the NBA. Monday games, we'll skip those because it's Monday night. Tuesday. Rockets, Pelicans is interesting. Knicks Heat. Hold on, let me get my paper ready to write these down. All right. Because one of us has to keep track of the games we're talking about. True. I like Knicks-Miami, but it's probably too soon for another Knicks game. I thought Knicks-Miami was interesting. Pelicans-Rockets could be good. Warriors-Spurs. Yeah, that could be a good one. Yeah. But Spurs... Eh. We just did that. Celtics-Jazz. Eh, we just did Jazz. How about Wednesday? Ooh, the Clippers and the Timberwolves. That looks great. Come on, man. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh. Bucks uh, Suns. Uh, if Chris Paul's going to play. He'll play. I think he's just sitting tonight because it's a back-to-back. Bucks. Under Lakers. At Phoenix. How many stars? Playing tonight. Who? What? No, go ahead. I was kidding. I said Thunder Lakers. God damn it. They're, they're playing tonight, and the Thunder are up. Al Horford's getting buckets. Yeah, Al Horford's been playing really well lately, huh? He's really good. Is he trying to get traded or stay in the league? What's he doing down there? He's fulfilling his contra- contractual obligation. Oh, okay. <laughs> you so you you don't you don't have an opinion on that then? I think he's just good, <laughs> and I think he's a pro. Yeah, he's not an asshole. He's just not an asshole. Okay, he's out there. He's, you know. He, He's got motivation. You, What's his motivation? Just not to be an asshole? To be a winner. Yeah. He can anchor a defense, and I think that's what he's... Though I have no clue. I'm just assuming this. I haven't watched the Thunder. I haven't but, either. I don't know what's going on. No, I really don't either. He's good, man. So you want me to write that one down for Wednesday? No, <laughs> no because... No. Please... I don't want to. If it ends up being good, I'll go back and watch it. I'll I'll say that. Here's the deal. But that's, Let's wait till the Thunder play a game that's not against like the Lakers. Yeah. And we will we will watch a Thunder game like a Thunder Knicks game. I feel like would be fun. Yeah. We'll wait for something like that. We'll keep the Thunder on our, our brain. Thunder Grizz. I guess. I, I'm like not interested in doing a Grizzlies pick game at this point. <laughs> Like I've watched them lose too much recently, too often. You know they'll they'll win a game. It'll feel it'll feel good again. Until then, I'm gonna cry in the rain. Sixers Blazers. I'm not interested. Terribly interested in watching the Sixers play either right now. Are you? Uh that's interesting. If McCollum was out there, but otherwise, no. Yeah, but what about like the Sixers in general? I haven't really watched them. I mean, I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see them play. Okay. But the, but the Blazers don't have Nurkic, so Nurkic and Bede's not happening. I'm not seeing anything good, but Knicks Wizards. What day is that? Friday. Is that a game that you're serious about? Not really. Pelicans Mavs could be interesting. 
What about the Bulls and the Clippers? We could do Bulls clips. Uh, is are the Clippers a team that you're interested in watching? I want this to be a game that you're gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it. If it's you're a pick gonna want to watch. How about that? What's I don't know anything about the Bulls. We did a Bulls game. I think I missed that one. Well, why don't you go back and listen to the podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Orlando, Sacramento. The Bulls are fun, though. I'm not opposed to doing another Bulls game. Kobe White, man. Hmm. Yeah, I think I was off for that game. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. You take a lot of time off. A lot of time off, yeah. I get a lot of house guests. I do a lot of traveling. You have a lot of yeah. You you you're out there a lot. Good thing you got vaccinated. Yeah, that's, yeah I'm out there a lot. <laughs> Fuck. Rockets, Knicks. You're gonna get your vaccine tomorrow. What are you talking about? Maybe. It'll be you're fucking, gonna roll in the pipkin and they're gonna look at you and be like, "Okay, I'll just wear some dirty clothes or something." Help. Help. <laughs> Bring a whole stack of pizzas. Yeah. Bribery. No, say look, I'm, I, I'm here <laughs> with pizzas because I appreciate what you're doing. But if you happen. Oh my God. You know how bad that looks? <laughs> I hand over a stack of pizzas and they stick a needle in my arm. Like if anybody sees that, dude. <laughs> I like it. I'll give them the pizzas afterwards. <laughs> I'm having I'm having a hard time because I didn't prepare for this this week because I was hungover all day. Uh, <laughs> Portland, Dallas. What day are we on again? Saturday, Friday? Just any day. Just tell me the day and the game that you're looking at so I can write it down. Wait, right, hold on. Portland, any Dallas. any day. It doesn't matter what day. Shit. I don't know, man. God damn it. We're hitting a wall here. You are. Lakers, I am, but... Lakers Nuggets but, are on Sunday. I saw that. ESPN game. A very high-profile game. Not normally one we would cover, but it could be fun. Just because that's like... Could be a Western Conference Finals. Easily. Yeah. Bucks Thunder... If we want to watch, I I feel like I would want to watch the Thunder get fucking smoked by somebody just for revenge for the Houston game last week. But like, I would just enjoy watching the Thunder get destroyed by the Bucks. That would be fun to me for different reasons, probably for the wrong well, the reasons. Net, actually, the ABC game on Saturday, the Nets Warriors, that could so, be fun. Yes, it could. It has potential for a lot of no defense. A lot of three pointers. What's your what was your takeaway from that game? Well, they didn't play defense and Steph Curry hit more shots than the other guys and they won. I took the over and I won a thousand dollars. I mean what, what would what would your game analyst analysis be on that? It's like Yeah. Draymond looked pissed the whole game because no one played defense and Steph Curry hit fifteen threes in a row. <laughs> Kelly Oubre, Wiggins, Bazemore, you know. Yeah. Uh, Grizzlies, Lakers. No. Bucks, Jazz. Timberwolves, Hornets. Let me pull up these standings. 
Let me give you the worst game of the week: the Hawks and the Spurs. Ugh! Why would it, dude? I will not want to watch that. <laughs> like I'm trying to pick something that I want to watch. It's the opposite of what you're doing. This is taking forever. This is what happens when I, I don't prepare. What about the Cavs Nuggets? We just did on Cavs. Wednesday. We just did the Cavs. You're right. Pacers Nets. Better game if. Karis Levert's playing. We haven't done a uh, Mavs game or a Zion game. I thought we did a Luka game. We may have. I think that's a good one, and I think the uh, Lakers Nuggets is a good one as well. Mm -hmm. We could get weird with it and do a high-profile game. Like if that's if we're gonna watch a Lakers game, I think that's the one to do. Like uh, the matchup. We talked about doing it last week. Yeah, with Davis versus Jokic and then mm-hmm. Will Barton in the Denver Wings against LeBron. Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. I mean, normally, if it if it was any team other than the Nuggets, I wouldn't go for it. But I kind of want to see how that stacks up now at this point. Like, ugh. I'm not going to come on here and talk about LeBron, though. It's going to be all about the Nuggets and how they... Played against the Lakers. <laughs> well, you you know how LeBron's going to play. You know what you're getting, huh? I'm watching the OKC Lakers game right now, and he's whining about getting hacked at the rim. Man, Shea looks good on OKC. You know, uh, here's a game that's kind of interesting to me. I know we just did Charlotte, but Charlotte Spurs on Sunday, for some reason... It's the Spurs at Charlotte. For some reason, it's sparking my interest. It's like that. I think, are they like the same in the standings on both of their conferences? Is that why it's it's six and five? 13 yeah, wins I against. I'd rather watch a high profile game than, than that one. It's they're They have like the same records. They're like just around 500. And it's the it's Popovich's protege. What's his face? Um, yeah, the guy. Yeah, the guy. The guy, James Varego. I should have paid more attention to during our pick game this week. I looked at Varego. Yeah, and I just ignored him. Yeah, he's a Spurs guy. Okay. He's Tom Brady's age. Hmm. November twelfth, nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen seventy seven. Hmm. Let's see, Tom Brady. August 3rd, 1997. Ha, ha, ha. 77. Yeah, they're the same age. Class of 95. High school. I guess so, huh? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Pick one. (laughs) Help me. I'll take the... Let's do the Nuggets Lakers. All right, fuck it. It's a Sunday game. Or let's say that or that Nets Golden State game, that ABC game on Saturday. Saturday, yeah. Which one do you want to watch? Which one do you want to watch more? Where's Laddie? He's usually the tiebreaker for this kind of shit. I like Jokic, um, but I don't know the the Warriors Nets is interesting just because I think Steph could win that game. But it could also be a terrible blowout. I'd say to do the Nuggets Lakers because that 
that's probably the closest one. It's a good test for the Nuggets too. Yeah, I think that's more interesting than Nets Warriors because of the playoff implications and whether or not they meet in the finals. Like we'll already have kind of an idea about how that matches up. So yeah, matchups are key here, and that's our pick game of the week Sunday. Lakers at Denver. We're, we're going to watch the matchups. See what the uh, Nuggets do to try to stop the defending champions. Or slow them down, at least. <clears throat> All right, Bo. What's next week? Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? I don't think so. Me neither. I don't think there's really anything next week. I mean, it's uh, Black History Month. I've been thinking that maybe we should do some looking into some black history items for next week, maybe. Come back and talk about what we looked up having to do with Black History Month. Does that sound like fun to you? Yeah, let's both, uh, I think that would be fun to do a little, like, little research thing on something in black history or something about Black History Month. Show, uh, like, just for awareness you know, I think that would be the right thing to do. We'll make a segment of it. And next week, we're going to hit on our NBA player award predictions that we decided we're going to go ahead and do. So we got a little bit of work to do this week, but I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm asking too much of you. No. Bo, have a drink with me. Are you? Do you have a beer? I finished it. Well, we finished the year, too, so I guess that kind of symbolizes things. The end of the year, uh, the end of a year for us, and the end of your beer. And the, yeah, there it is. I think there's a, there's a sip left. That well, counts, right? Sure. Here's to next year, okay? Yeah, another man. Another year. Let's do it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes. Good sip of hams. <laughs> to another year of good podcasting. Yeah, why not? What do we got to lose? Nothing. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get Laddie uh, involved soon. Uh, I've been missing. I like the three people, you know. It makes it a, yeah. little more, uh, a little more action going on. Not to say that I don't enjoy just talking to you by any means. It's just a little more wild, you know? <laughs> yeah. Get that third-person perspective. Maybe we can uh, start doing some days and get some guests in here. I have a hard time convince, convincing guests to come on at, at 9 o'clock at night. But Yeah, I think we can work some day stuff out while the girls are in school. Yeah. Let's talk about that over the week. Thank you, everybody who's listened to any episodes over the last year. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Bo, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I think that's pretty much going to wrap it up. We'll see you all next week. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you, motherfuckers.